0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Supercharged Deal Membership Show. And today, I am really excited to have an amazing conversation with Jennifer Statz. Um, we've met before, you know, shortly to just get to know each other and... Um, I've really had like a great experience and I loved everything we, we talked about. So I can't wait for you to uh, get to know Jennifer a bit more, a story, and hopefully it will be inspiring to you. So thank you so much for being on the show, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited for our chat. Yeah, me too. So uh, do you want to introduce yourself and say what you do, what you do it for, and why you are doing it? Because I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, I started my journey
1: as a real estate agent in California about 14 years ago and really quickly figured out that I was really good at just planning out businesses, starting businesses, all that good stuff. So I um, started a business where I run the operations of real estate brokerages and teams nationwide. And quickly realized that my passion project was really just helping other entrepreneurs scale their businesses. So I'm actually in the process of opening up a coaching program for entrepreneurs. Um, And it's really just brings me a ton of joy just being able to help entrepreneurs grow their business but also get time back. So they're not spending 80, 90 hours a, a week working. They really know how to, you know, plan out their day and, you know, have a really great work life balance. So um I do that because I have two children. So that's been kind of a passion of mine, grow my business, but also be there for them as a mom, wife, dog mom, all that good stuff. So that's just a little bit about me. I live in Colorado Springs on five acres. I have a ton of animals and I love it. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for the intro. Uh, so let's, uh, if that's okay with you, let's dive into a bit more. Like the decision from going to into coaching. Like why the coaching? And I know you kind of said because it allows me to be able to work and take care of my kids. But like, is there like something deeper in terms of like maybe something that was missing in the education space, or like what led you to say, you know, this is what I want to do?
1: Yeah, so for the last six years, I've run Stat Solutions. We've scaled it to 12 employees. We run 20 different brokerages nationwide, and I've been very niche down, very much so just working in real estate companies. Um, And this year, my goal was I really wanted to start building more of a community with other entrepreneurs. I was starting to feel a little isolated um, by myself. Uh, where I was living as a business owner, you know, I was, I, I have such an interesting work-life balance that a lot of people almost see me as a stay-at-home mom. Cause I'm always, I'm always like volunteering in the school and stuff like You're that. Present. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very present. And, but with that comes a little bit of funky stuff. Like I'm working from home. I'm always in the school. So a lot of like my mom friends generally are stay-at-home moms, but that can create a little bit of isolation for me because I don't have a lot to share with them other than kid stuff. Yeah. Uh, so with that I this year I've started really connecting with a lot of entrepreneurs and I have just been able to like in 15 minutes I can help another entrepreneur really see like where their holes are or they'll talk to me about like how in the heck do you take Thursdays off. And I'm like I, do. <laughs> I just do. Like I set boundaries that was my goal when I started Stat Solutions like I wanted to be able to do both. I wanted to be able to have a business But also be present. I wanted to be able to work out. I wanted to be able to take my kids and do things. And I had multiple people approach me coaching, like, why are you not charging for these talks? And I'm like, hmm, how Hmm. weird. Like, didn't even talk to me. And, but it wasn't even just like a money thing. It was like me seeing that I could really help all of these other entrepreneurs in such a drastic way that. I was like, I need to start doing this on a larger scale so I can start helping more people than just real estate businesses. I wanna be able to help startups and people that are trying to scale and they're not seeing the steps to get there.
0: Yeah, I love everything about this. It's like, it's really the perfect, the, the the like the journey, the ideal journey. So you build this business, it's running and because it's running and you have the, all the steps and the team it honestly gets a bit boring right so you're <laughs> on to the next step i mean that's the thing like yeah. make it boring make it so simple and step by step with execution plans and sops so that it can run be run by somebody else so that you can gain back time to then yeah. do what you want so you spend time with the kids but the entrepreneur in you is like okay what's next what's yeah. my next challenge you know how can i Continue to serve. And I love that it's through listening to what people were telling you that you're like, hey, there is an opportunity there. The thing is, we don't see these opportunities when we are super busy working on the trenches, doing the things that we are not supposed to do, right? But like you gave yourself the time back so that you could see what was next. That's how we grow. That's how we scale. You've set up this thing now that is so scalable, you can look into opportunities and not feel like, oh my gosh, that's, that sounds like a great idea, but a lot of work, it's more like, okay, I wanna meet more people, I wanna serve more. Here is yep. a great opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really what happened
1: this year was I did get bored, like plain and simple. I was kind of like, I wouldn't call myself unhappy, but I had created so much space which is what I was working towards, right? I created so much space that I was like, wow, what else can I put my creativity in? What else can I put my passion in? Because yes, my, my stat solutions is just, you know, it's running, I can keep it going pretty easily. I can scale it because I have built my team up to where I know that I can trust them. And then I'm like, wow, what am I passionate about? Oh, well, when I'm in these calls with my current clients, what's really bringing me a lot of joy? it's helping them spot the problems. It's helping me scale their business. It's really like all those things make me really passionate. And then when I started talking and I was just talking to some of these other business owners as friends, I wasn't trying to do anything yet. And each of them was like, Jennifer, like in a 15 minute coffee chat, you broke down my big issue that I thought I was going to spend thousands of dollars on. And you just saved me tons of money. And I'm like, huh, Okay, okay. like <laughs> I'd love to do this larger scale just to help people. You know, it's I I don't have and I think when I started Stat Solutions, like you're so told that you have to work ninety hours. You need to have a degree. You need to do all these things to be successful. And I just figured it out. And I mean, yeah, I've made you know. I've made mistakes along the way, but I think now I can help other business owners not make those mistakes and kind of skip a couple steps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love this. So, um, so can you, can you share a bit the, the, because really it's about taking action and not. Overthinking it and trying to make it perfect and like oh my gosh I need I need a sales page and I need a name for my program and I need this and I need that right so can you explain like the process when you launched this like from when you decided okay maybe I can do this what's been your process did you start to reach out to people past clients and say hey I'm thinking of doing this are you interested and you kind of like sold it before you figured out all the knitting really like how how was the process. I'm very much so when I do anything, I'm just like
1: a go for it type of person. Like when I started stats, I didn't have a, I didn't have a website for probably the first two years. You won't even believe that, but I didn't have it. I didn't need it. Exactly. I just,
0: Thank
1: I you just pushing much. it and taking, and then I would do things myself. So like I made my own logo for the first couple of years and I did my own accounting. Like I would just do it and make sure it was successful. And then I'd go back and I'd go, okay, now I have the cash flow for real branding. And no one cared at all. Like I never got feedback of like, hey, your website. Like I just went up at one point and put up a very basic WordPress website with information, kind of like a resume. And then we've tweaked it over time. But I'm very much so with anything I do, just if you have an idea, put it out there and run with it. So what I did with stats and what I'm doing with like my current coaching plan is like, I just had an idea and I just started reaching out to people like, is this something? And I think it really just starts with talking to people and letting them know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like that right there is so powerful. It's, it's never been running ads for me or doing anything like that. It's really just been talking to different people and letting them know, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Is this something you'd be interested in? And they might say no, but then they say, but no, not for me, but maybe, you know, you should talk to this person, call this person, blah, blah, blah. It's very much a relationship thing. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just been reaching out to people, putting myself in action and then pivoting along the way if like, maybe it's not working or I'm figuring out it's not as profitable as I thought, or, and then working towards those and like really bite sized pieces.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I love it. So can, you, you were mentioning that you've made a couple of mistakes. So <laughs> so I'd love for you to share like anything that you want to share, because it's important. People need to understand that when you try things like this, there are things that are going to work and there are things that are not going to work. Whether people don't resonate with it and say, no, I'm not interested or you do it, but then you realize this is not exactly how you had planned it, like not exactly what you Absolutely. want to do. So you also have to give mo- permission for yourself as well, because it needs to work for both parties. So I'd love yeah. to hear like what it is that you might, you have tried that didn't work so well. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple things
1: that I can think of. I think just like launching and offering too wide an array of services was probably like my biggest Mistake, maybe my first mistake was just like, yeah, I can do all of these things. But then when I came down to figuring out how to scale those things, like, yes, maybe I can do all those things personally. But when I tried to scale those things by hiring staff, it wasn't big enough to offer all of these things. So I had to niche down very quickly. I figured out that, no, I really need to niche down. I can't offer all these things. Um in order to scale or like how train people, like it was too hard to train people on like a bajillion different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say probably like my next mistake started, I started learning very quickly when it, my, my problems became people problems. So when I started hiring and scaling that way, I quickly realized like what should be done, what shouldn't be done, um, who to hire, who not to hire hire a VA, not hire a VA. I mean, I think that not only my mistakes, but probably a lot of my clients' mistakes, I learned through them also on just, you know, trying to do things super cheap and realizing that actually costs way more money than if I just hired the right person for the job in the first place. Um, That's probably been one of my biggest, you know, learning curves is like really trying to make sure if I'm hiring, the training is set up, I'm hiring the right person, Oh,
0: all of that yes. yeah <laughs> yeah hiring is this is something that I've struggled for years of so we've been in business for 17 years struggled for years with this and had to let go of some people and I'm sure we were, were quite good the thing is we were not ready because if you expect that people are going to read your mind and know exactly what you want and how you want it, it's not going to happen, right? And then you get frustrated because it's not done the way you want, but you don't have the SOP, right? You don't have the step-by-step checklist to Mm -hmm. show exactly how you want it done. So I think that was mistake number one for me. And the number two around hiring was... um, you know, like you get to a point where you do everything and then suddenly you're like, okay, I, I can't take it anymore. I need to hire. And then you want to hire someone that can do everything. Right? Yeah. So, yes. so instead of hiring for one thing, it's not more expensive. If you hire several people for one thing, it can mm-hmm. even be cheaper because they are actually good at that piece. Yep. When I yep. realized that, that changed everything because there was always people, yeah, she's good at that, but like not so good. So I don't know, you know, should I find somebody else? It's like, no, keep people in their zone of genius, just like you need to be kept in your zone of genius. 100%.
1: That's, that's probably been one of my biggest learning things because for me, I, I know I do a lot of different things. Like I do my bookkeeping, I do marketing, I do operations. I'm just like a wonky person like that. So my first reaction was like, everybody should be able to do all the different things. But one of the things I tell people all the time now is like, when I let go of that and I started hiring people in their zone of genius and really what they were meant to do and what they're good at and what they are what they like doing, they do everything better than me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, wow, how did you do that? And how long did that take you? That took me 30 seconds. I'm like, I would have Googled that for like 15 minutes trying to figure out how to do it. And they're like, no, it's done. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's it. That's the biggest difference. And that's what I try to tell my clients too. Cause we hire a lot for our clients, um, for the real, for real estate brokers. And I try to tell them like, just because you do all these things, or just because you work 90 hours a week, doesn't mean whoever you're hiring is going to do the same thing. Like they they want to be an employee for a reason. They don't want to be a realtor or want to be a transaction coordinator and do, do and do document control. They don't want to do your marketing. They don't want to be on video. Like they're different people for the different positions and that's that's been one of my biggest learning curves is really just trying to figure out the right people for the right positions so so then I could scale my business enough to be able to take on other passion projects which has been fun
0: yeah i love this and you know one thing i realized too is that uh, i think people understand that but when it comes to doing it it has a lot to do also with their belief in themselves how many times have i heard i will when I make this amount of money I will when it works so it's like putting it out there that it might not work I will do it if it if it works I will hire someone how do you think that's going to go (laughs) right it's a people are like if you're not completely convinced that it's going to work and then you're looking for people to support you as an accelerator to making it happen right those are the people that hire because like yeah it needs to get done. If she, if I hire someone, then I can focus on that. So I'm going to get there faster. But a lot of people are like, well, I'm not making money. I'm not making a lot of money right now. Let me just do these things because I think I know I can. And they are not focusing on the things that they should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> In their business, not on their business. And so they're not growing. And that that's a big thing that I learned this year, too, is like, by creating that space, it's like it's like the opposite of what you were taught, like growing up. I don't know why. It's like we're all instilled that you had to do 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 do.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's what makes you successful. We're really creating that space where you can be creative, where you can properly train, where you can properly manage. You can talk to the right people. All of a sudden, your business grows. And I was just convinced if I'm not in a meeting and I'm not doing all these things, I'm not being successful. And that's not really true.
0: (laughs) You know, I was journaling this morning and this is what I wrote, the employee mindset, looking at the cost of something. And we don't look at the time cost that it is for us if we do it, right? And that's exactly it. It's this employee mindset, like you were saying, Working, you know, in the business and not on the business—the bigger vision—because that's where we shine, and that's the that's why you created it in the first place, right? Is You could operate in that space, but we get so and and I'm, I am a victim of that, and still to this day, of doing the employee thing, you know, just because oh, it's faster if I do it, you know, I still do that, and sometimes I thank my child. Nope, might not get done this minute. It's gonna be Putin Asana and Jackie will do it. <laughs> right. So it's I it's still like a muscle that you really have to practice. It's it's hard though.
1: And I tell my staff all the time, because I'm very much so I'm a doer, like I will just do it myself. But I, I even tell my employees like, if you see my name assigned <laughs> something in a sauna and you think either A, you can do it or B, you want to learn how to do it, I give you permission to reassign that to yourself and put something on my calendar while I will show you. Like 100%, because I shouldn't be doing it. Like I shouldn't be sitting down and doing someone's bookkeeping, or I shouldn't be sitting down and writing someone's contract, especially because it's going to add more value to the business to train someone else to also. Know that information. It shouldn't all be in my brain, and that's been like a big. That's hard for me because yeah, I'm the same thing. Like I'm just gonna sit down and do it myself, but then it doesn't do anybody else a service because now no one else knows how to do it in the
0: entire company. Yeah. Like that's not yeah. a great. Way yeah. <laughs> so full transparency for me. For example, I am not wired as an entrepreneur. Like I am like, I'm not a risk taker. My husband is the entrepreneur, right? I am like, I I would be perfectly finding an employee if we are being honest. You know, like I love that safety thing, right? So because I'm putting myself out there all the time, I am the face of the company and I do all the marketing and I do all the sales and I do all the calls and things like that. And sometimes it feels good to do the things that are easy and that I can check off. I'll I'll just say it, I'll just say it. Sometimes I do it just for that because something that I can see done and like easy, I know it, 15 minutes is done. And um, it's just, I I, I know I'd like, I I do it for that because I I need that. So, but I'm consciously doing it. Yeah,
1: I do the same. Honestly, I, I tell a few of my staff for some reason, QuickBooks bookkeeping is like therapy to me because it feels good to be able to like see everything disappear and like be all organized. So that's where my brain like comes up with, like, it makes me feel good, but I still know that like, I can't do 20 different clients bookkeeping. I still can do it, but I've trained other people to also do it. But the same thing, I totally get that. Like checking the things off in Asana that I did it and like clearing everything up and
0: marking it done. Definitely feels like therapeutic to me. Too. It is, and I think it's important to also recognize how we are wired. I mean, I'm going to be honest. When I do a to-do list, I have hundred to-do lists on my on my on the table here. Uh, but sometimes it happened that I would add something to the to-do list and check it just to say, "Well, that I did that." You know, I had <laughs> it after the fact. I do it. I do it. It just makes me feel good. So whatever works, right? Yeah. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> I love it. So all right. So we so we talked about um how you came up with the idea, how you tested the idea. So 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 where are you now with this um with this coaching? How long how long has it been going and like what's the evolution? Is there like a, a group a structure yeah. that is coming up, a membership? Like what what's the yeah, the... so kind of like our beta
1: right now is going yeah. to be um individual coaching calls. I'm also selling just like little packages of calls with me for people that don't want to be in the actual like large coaching group. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this is more towards my realtor clients, but it could also be towards an entrepreneur. I'm just selling like three hours of coaching calls with me that you can kind of utilize over a six month period. Um, but our our beta coaching is going to be a six month program where you get some you know monthly calls with me. We're going to do some some group calls. And we're really just going to be really working towards each person's individual journey on scaling their business, but with a real large focus on making sure that scaling doesn't mean, you know, it's not working more. It's maintaining your schedule, trying to, you know, scale back hours while scaling a business, which I know kind of feels kind of funky, but that's really where that's going to come from with me is just, you know, do we need to delegate something? and delegating to me doesn't always mean hiring an employee it could be delegating asking a significant other or someone that's really invested in your success can someone take your kids to school one day can someone can you get your groceries delivered like there's things that you can do to like get back time that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to hire a full-time employee it's like really looking at like okay you spend three hours a month writing checks. Can that be automated? Can that be delegated out? And that was a big thing that I realized really quickly that it didn't just have to be all hiring. It was like, my husband's like, I will help you with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of writing the checks, put it on auto pay or do some sort of online bill pay. Okay, I spend X amount grocery shopping. Now I do grocery pickup. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second. I just got like 10 hours back every single week without mm-hmm. even hiring anyone." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it's really being creative and asking for help, right? Mm -hmm. It's just saying, you know, asking for help and not being in isolation, like you were saying, like you were in isolation. So I guess that's what you're helping your clients do as well. So I'd love to hear from you because you are, I mean, I, I, I saw that you said that you love QuickBooks, which, to me like it's hard for me to conceive <laughs> that somebody can love that but i can i can get it uh, but so but also what you are coaching people on require that they work with their mindset a lot their self-worth and valuing their time and how, how do you navigate that? Like, is, do you have like, is that part of your coaching? Is that intentional? Like, do you have like specific training on that? Because this is the piece that is going to make it so that people take action or not, right? You can yeah. give people all yeah. the, the courses, the instructions. Some people don't do just because of that piece, that, that the yeah. mindset stuff.
1: It is, it's hard, but I think and and my coaching is going to be very individualized because I really want to work with each person because I realize each person's different. Some of us have kids. Some yeah. of us are young. Some of us are older. Some of us are just in different places in their life. Some people are totally fine working 80 hours a week for the next six months, but then their goal is that they want to travel. Like everybody's goal is going to be totally different. Um, but mindset wise, just kind of like figuring out what their goals are is really what I, I start with. Like, okay, what are we trying to do and where are you at? And where are your pain points? And we're going to work on that together to get to point B. And that's why it's a little, in my opinion, a little different than a lot of coaching programs because it's like, yeah, you got to do, 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 do. No, let's take a step back. Let's look Mm -hmm. at what your goals are. My goals were never really money. Like, yeah, I want to make money. But it was really like my main goal was I want to be able to, be able to pick my kids up from school. So that was different because yeah, I could have worked a ton or I could have made my goal to make millions of dollars. And that was never my first goal. My goal was always like my kids and my husband first. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to do all the things while I'm building a business that's sustainable. So we can work towards both and, you know, mindset too is going to, is a big one. You need to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. I think I probably am not a good fit for someone that isn't ready to take action in all honesty. So there's nothing I can do to like help someone if they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are ready to take action with me, like, I think it's definitely a good fit. And we'll work on, you know, mindset, setting up their morning, valuing their time, taking a look at their schedule, trying to figure out like, what's, you know, where are those? Cause a lot of pain points ends up being with people's schedule. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not getting stuff done because of XYZ. And it's like, oh, I'm not getting stuff done because I'm setting an unrealistic schedule. Mm-hmm. So we'll look at that together. And we work a lot on time blocking. So that's a big part of like my coaching is just time blocking and are we sticking to it and um working towards that and, and um you know, setting expectations as far as what your task list looks like. Cause I think a lot of us are guilty of a ton of stuff on our list and it makes us not feel good internally because we're not getting it done because we weren't being realistic with what we can actually do with the time we have or the employees we have that type of thing
0: yeah I think it's in for such a long time I was doing this and I was really setting my up myself for failure because I was constantly adding to the list and when you look at the list you know you cannot do All of this today so why do you have it in front of you if you have all of this it feels like very heavy so now it's like three there are three things right and if i do these three it's great the rest is a bonus but that requires planning that requires you know going from your goals and breaking it down into things you can put in the calendar so that you know what to work on a lot of people are all over the place and will work on like 10 different things in the day because they don't have a clear plan. So they work on, oh, I got this email that reminds me I need to do this or I need to do that. And and sometimes I catch, I catch myself there. So I, I I still do it sometimes. So it's like, it's, um, yeah, you have to be willing to change if you, you want do. the change. You need, to, you need to be open to it.
1: I mean- Exactly. Open to try something. Absolutely. Good. Open to try something new and just- open to being a little uncomfortable. Cause like, it's going to make you uncomfortable to, this happens a lot with my clients because m- most of my client base right now are realtors and they're just used to being on 24 seven. They're just used to yes. all their phone ringing and all the things. And I'm like, you know, you can tell them that it's out of business hours and you'll call them. And they're like, no, I can't. I'll lose clients. I'm like, no, you will be shocked that they will, everyone will say it's fine. And if they don't say it's fine, they're probably not a client you want to work with anyways. Yes. And exactly. they're like, wow, you another to try. And then all of a sudden they can try and they're like, it's amazing. I didn't lose any business, but all of a sudden I have weekends free. I have my evenings with my kids and I feel better and less stressed. And I have more space to give my clients a better version of me during the day. Like, yeah, see?
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I totally hear you. It's like, um, Basically, this uh, setting boundaries, setting boundaries. And if people are triggered by your boundaries, then maybe they are not people you should be around because your boundaries are there for something, for a reason, right? They are not usually unrealistic and they are needed for you to perform at your best at work, at home and everywhere, right? So, and... I have this sticker here. No is a full answer. And to grow, you have to learn to say no to lots of things. Most things some days. Like, I'm sorry, but like, and I used to feel terrible because like, what if it's an opportunity? Well, like, let's stay focused on what your goal is. Is that getting me closer to my goal? Is that helping me accelerating something? No. Then it's not an opportunity for me to pursue, right? And. Uh, and that's an exercise. It's like a muscle, right? You have to practice doing it and it gets easier and easier. Yeah. It's hard. I used to be like the yes person,
1: because I'm 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 not a very outgoing person. I like working from home, all the things. Mm-hmm. But then I would just say yes to everybody. It'd be mm-hmm. yes to going out to lunch. It'd be yes to meeting my employee for coffee. It'd be yes to doing this and yes to that. And then I'd get to the week and I'm burnt out didn't get anything done to build the business whatsoever. And I'm like, man, so I've learned to say no a lot more or just no, not right now. That's right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's look at that in two weeks from now. No. I mean, I think the beginning of this year, I think I said yes to so many things that I ended up having like a speaking opportunity twice a week for like a month. Wow. And I realized that was like, not like just for my personality, it was too much prep. It was too much just stress on me. I didn't, it was just too much. Mm I'm like, okay, in the future, I could have said, no, not on Tuesday. Can we do it two weeks from now? And they would have just said yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah, it would have been better for, for my own sanity. So I think definitely saying was important. (laughs)
0: I mean, when when you are in front of people that are asking and, and you tell them if they value their time, they will understand and they will honor it. And they're like, well, thank you for telling me because I don't want you to feel pressured to say yes. So I, I really appreciate that you're telling me that it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do. It has everything to do with schedule and not the right time. And people, the right people, I mean, the right people, people that understand that are the people that are going to respect your boundaries because they have their own boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Awesome. So can you share with us where can people find out more about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, probably the two best places to go is you can go to statsolutions.com um and then also probably one of the best places to reach me and just see what i'm up to from day to day is my instagram page which is jennifer the realtor um i share both personal and business stuff you can always dm me and stuff like that too if you have questions i'm very responsive you can always send me like a voice clip and where your business is at and what you need help with and i'll I'll
0: get right back to you all right so we'll put all the links below the episode so that uh, you can reach out to Jennifer and follow her on Instagram if you'd like to hear more. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Anything else you'd like to share like before we end this conversation? That's it. I mean, everybody just let me know if you need any help. I, I love
1: helping other business owners, moms, wives, all of the things help grow their businesses and get more time back.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the call, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Have a great day.